0: No purchase necessary. VDW Group, Void where Prohibited by Law, 18 Plus, terms and conditions apply.
2: Snow is falling.
1: Around me.
2: Children play it. Have it hopeful.
3: I quite like the fact that Simon's like started the intro to all the recent podcasts with singing. So I quite like that. <laughs> what is your favorite Christmas song, Eugene? Dashing Through the Snow. All right, you dirty bastard.
0: <laughs> <What's> that?
3: <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is a great start to this week's podcast. I'm John o Gordon. With me, as always, Eugene Berger and Simon Roberts. Now, we've already had two hours with each other tonight because as Simon announced on the last pod, we have some very exciting news to break to you. We'll come on to that shortly, but seriously, as always, how are you? What's been happening? Yeah, well, good. Thank you,
4: mate. The one thing I will say, it's not always with the two of us. Sometimes Robbo doesn't turn up. I gave True, a bit of grief last week. I might as well give Robbo some this week and fire yeah. a shot over the bow. Probably
2: fair. How are you, to the I, I have now listened to the interview. Very good, by the way. Well done. You did better than I would have done, so I can't really...
3: I mean, you've not told us anything there that we didn't already know, to be quite honest. But how are you, Rob? What have you been up to?
2: I was all right till then. No, I'm all right. uh, Do you you want a house renovation update as the reason I wasn't here last week? Yes, please. Um, The decorator has been in. He's done the one day today. He should be finished tomorrow. Carpet's going on Friday, the day before Christmas Eve. So, I'm going to have a hectic afternoon Friday when the in-laws arrive. And the carpet fitters are here, and I've got to build approximately forty-eight million pounds worth of IKEA furniture. I thought you were going to say toys for Albie for Christmas. Oh no, that's Saturday. <laughs> that, that that's just thirty-five million pounds worth of toys for yeah. Albie for Christmas. Yeah, the hundred and seven million I won on the Euro Millions didn't last that's, long. Glad to say, how much does the podcast paying you? <laughs> Less than you, huge, because I transfer you cash, Bill. <laughs> <laughs>
3: A bit bit of an update from my side. I am not feeling very well. I've had a bit of a, a rough, rough couple of days, actually. Yesterday, went to the darts at Ali Pali. Yes, that one. Which, by the way, is amazing. And if you get the opportunity to go, it is, it's a brilliant, brilliant atmosphere. It's a brilliant night. But before that, so on Wednesday, Eugene and I were at the Lord's Taverners Balloon Debate, which was a phenomenal night. I got home at about three o'clock in the morning. Eugene got home at about nine o'clock in the morning. I managed to, I managed to escape the hotel bar. About 2.30. But while staying with friends, I then woke up, hungover, eventually sorted myself a coffee. So I got myself right, got in the car, drove back to Nottingham. Just as I'd arrived home, my mate Matt says, I'm trying to just found your laptop. Ah. So that's in southwest London and I'm now in Nottingham. Great. Only got the one laptop. Need it for the business. Shit. So I thought, well, it's all right. I'm going to the darts on Sunday. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll drive to Twickenham, pick up the laptop, try to Valley pally then drive home. Perfect. I didn't drink last night at the darts. That was all fine. That was the plan. Picked my mate up, Martin, at 1.30. Let's set off. My car then just stopped at a junction, a busy junction on an A road, which was nice, scary. I then had to push it back up a hill. Now, most people think it's quite easy, but I drive a Land Rover Discovery. <laughs> And uh, they're not that easy to push, which was a bit of a nightmare. Anyway, so I then thought, right, I need to get the AA out. 90 quid paid to the AA for a 12-month subscription. Phoned them. I went, hmm, broken down. Now, a lot of you listening to this will already know that unless your policy's been in action for 24 hours, they won't just come out to you. This caused me to shout a lot at the poor bloke coming over the end of the phone who then told me it'll be a £150 call-out charge. Perfect. So you can imagine the mood I was in. He then said, you're a priority, thanks. Not because I'd just given him 150 quid, but because I was near an A road. He said, so we'll aim to get there within an hour. But due to adverse weather conditions, we do have to warn you that there might be up to six hours delay. So (laughs) I then... Absolutely lost my hour at him. <laughs> I said, not only if you just charged me £90 in 12 months, which I probably won't use again. You've then told me I have to give you £150 for an emergency call out, but you tell me it could take up to seven hours in a car with no electrics, no heat, and it is fluffing, freezing. Yes. Perfect. Anyway, as it turns out, the guy got there half an hour later. After two hours, managed to sort it out, and we went to the darts. Got there at 6.30, which was the time we were supposed to be there, left at midnight, then had to drive all the way to Twickenham, took an hour, and then all the way back to Nottingham. Crawled into my pit at two 2- 3.25 this morning. Woke up feeling like shit today, and now I've got to spend, well the next hour with you two clowns. So, yeah. It's been a rough, rough couple of days. So that's where I'm at. Right. Cricket. You still awake, Robbo? You were not enough there.
2: I was a little bit, yeah.
3: <laughs> I'll tell you what, there were no one nodding off watching Australia and you're in South Africa, was there? Because all the wickets that were going there. I'll tell there. you what. Unbelievable pitch,
0: that. Unbelievable um, pitch. What, you, Delta.
3: The, the, what South Africa have just done is make Baz an absolute mockery because how the fuck did we lose to that shower? West, Indi- West Indies have just been welcomed home with a party because it's, considering how bad South Africa are, West Indies feel like they've had a real good two-test series. How bad? If we
4: scored another 30 runs, we would have won that game.
2: Ah, for if, if my uncle didn't have a dick, he'd be my auntie. Really? Mm. That's yeah. unbelievable, Simon. Didn't know that.
4: <laughs> I must say, Travis Head batted very, very well. I did watch most of it because it started at midnight here in the UK. So I watched a yeah. lot of it. I'm on holiday, so I've become nocturnal by watching as much sport and, and, and TV shows in the evening and then sleeping through the day, which is quite nice. So, yeah, I did watch a lot of it. And I was very surprised to see a very green pitch that was quite long. And yeah, I mean the one thing I will say. By quite long, you don't mean bowling, it was like twenty four yards there. No, 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 that's the length of the pitch. I'm talking about the height of the grass. Oh, okay. But those the, the bowling attacks were just unreal. I I must say I really enjoyed that part of it. The batting was just atrocious on both sides, except for Travis Head, who won the game basically by scoring that ninety two at a runner ball and just run balling it everywhere, which is which is good. So yeah. Sad that it only went two days. I'm hoping that there's gonna be Better cricket played in the next Test match.
3: I imagine the uh, the management of the Gabba were quite sad that it only went two days as well, as were the vendors of hot dogs and various other items at the Test match ground. Robert, look, like you were about to say something there, chief, and I cut you off. No, no it was just going to be a question, really. It's like,
2: as soon as we had this sort of bit of a discussion that during the T Twenty World Cup, didn't we? When it was sort of not not two hundred and ten plays, two hundred and eleven every every game, but which. Which do you guys think is a worse pitch? So let's say when you go back to the pitches when Pakistan played Australia, when it was 650, played 700, played whatever. So do you think that is a worse pitch? Or or do you think think that is a worse pitch than the gap for this? Huge.
4: From my perspective, it's pretty simple. It depends on what style of cricket the two sides are playing. And at the moment, the two sides that are playing are very aggressive in every shot that they play. If we were talking about that pitch in the mid-2000s when you had Dravid and Tenduka, who are very technically ad- adapt and you know, they are patient. There was no patience shown in the test match that I watched. They were playing a shot of ball. They were still in T20 mode. I, I almost thought it was that whole run, Bazball, ball, whatever you want to call it. I thought they were just playing really aggressive instead of being quite patient cricket, unfortunately. So from my perspective, the simple thing is there was just nobody that was patient enough. Travis had got away to a flyer. We didn't bowl particularly well to him. We bowled particularly well to everyone else, including David Warner, who got our first ball, which was absolutely amazing. But yeah, so that, that's my thoughts on it. I just think for those sort of wickets, you can't play aggressive cricket. You have to be patient, you can't just play a shot of ball because it was, it was moving them.
3: Robo, if you can do me a favor, if you just, I don't, I've never heard of this Tenduka before. I've heard it with Dravid. I know that Tendulkar did all right, but um, Tenduka uh, that you just referenced, I've never heard. It. I wasn't going to say anything. Like his, his son just scored a
2: hundred on debut in his first-class career, yeah, so, um, which is exactly the same as Soshin Tendulkar did as well. Oh, yeah. when 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 Donald <laughs> Trump mentioned it, Tenduka. What? There's definitely an L in there somewhere. It's Tendulka.
3: How okay. many times have you been watching the cricket over the years? When have you ever heard anybody call him Tenduka?
4: Just because I've got a little bit of an accent doesn't mean
2: that you guys have to pull up a side of me. It's just a complete lack
3: of pronunciation
2: and ability. To be fair, you have to feel a bit sorry for Eugenia because, like some of the Asians, they, uh, every sort of test series changes spelling. Yes. So there was some point it was spelled with a C, other points it was spelled with a K. I mean, Moralithoran became Moralithoran mm. at some stage. There's, I mean, there seems to be a, a horrible thing that names so have changed. Wacky so Unis saved 32 for sp- four consecutive tours of
4: England. So it's Tendulka. Du- ten yes. Dolka. Doka. All
3: right. So Tendulka scored. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You, what, Eugene, where, where Eugene, are you from now Eugene please stop do yourself a favour just, just stop t- talking of I mean phenomenal result to it's right, it's finish in two days quite frankly two of the best sides in the world but as good as the West Indies South Africa
2: now yeah. well no
3: no apparently not as I say they, they've just been welcomed home to a hero's welcome for, uh, for their performance Josh um, and
2: so we're not getting 4,000 runs in a two theft series I've just I've just paid. he's, I've just paid, he's, he's, paid a, he's had a stand named after him in Woodstock <laughs> HQ I've yeah. just I've just I paid him fi- a while
3: just just paid just paid him a fifteen grand bonus for being miles better than any of the South Africans on the show. Right, yeah. <laughs> in the cabin this week? No, I haven't. I haven't got that much money. The talking of names being changed. So anybody who's played in the Knotts Premier League or knows anything about the Knotts Premier League knows that the name spelled by the youngest ever Test debutant in for England is Rahan Ahmed. Now, why on earth? Everybody's been calling him Rehan for the entire test match. I've got no idea. He's called Rahan.
2: I think well, people have been calling him Ray, haven't they? Like it's the, his nickname among the England squad is Ray. Well, I mean, whether that's whether that's a nickname he's chosen or what his nickname has been through growing up, I don't know. I I'll tell you what. I gl- played gl- against I'll, him seven years ago when he was eleven. He didn't get me out.
4: Well done. I'm, I'm glad, glad that he nice was, was an
3: eleven year old. old. Can I, just, course, can, I just, can I just make one point? I'm really glad he didn't choose the nickname Steve.
2: <laughs> I mean, according to some recent news reports, Kevin would have been a worse one. <laughs> Absolute yeah. shocker! But, but yeah,
3: I, everyone here calls him Rahan. and then all of a sudden he's like some American cowboy calling him Rehan every time you turn on TMS or Sky. But anyway, that, we're we're missing the point. Brilliant debut. Looked a little nervous in his first. I loved the way he came out to bat in the first innings. By the way. <laughs> Massive swipe. <laughs> yeah, massive swipes. I said but he said he got hold of it, I mean he got hold of a couple today, he got ten off eight today, didn't he? But he better he, than three, didn't he? Yeah, I think they Yeah, he went it, in as a Nighthawk, didn't he? A night hawk. And then Brody said Nighthawk Jr. Brody's the <laughs> original. But who never know, he,
2: actually did it?
3: No. See seen him interviewed today and he he's just got a massive smile on his face. He's there chewing chewing gum being interviewed by Michael Addison back in the day. Like just like he's having the best time. Like Cypher on debut. Obviously conditions that are gonna help him a bit more than if he'd have made his debut here, but look, you can only bowl up what's in front of you. He got Baba Azamel, he got Nick rizwan off with a real good delivery, got Sean not Sean McSude. Who's the other lad who's got three fifties, so left hander? Got him caught by Jack Leach. But look, Sizer. Sizer, brilliant. Really proud of him. And I think he's got a really, really bright future.
4: Yeah, top cricketer. Again. It was Petering across, and then he came into the attack. I mean, I was quite surprised that he bowled so late today, and yeah, I mean obviously Stokes knows better than most people now. it seems to be every decision he makes turns to gold it's He's just having one of those one of those 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 times in his life where everything is just turning to gold and it's making money, so yeah good good on the England
3: side which is a pity So where how how many more tests of are there for South Africa and Australia huge two Two more, so. And they've been so played at. Four more days, so four more
4: days
2: of cricket. Where are they being played? In Australia. Very good. <laughs> uh, what, Absolutely no you'd have idea. thought one to be the Boxing Day test at Melbourne, wouldn't you? And would have thought oh, course, one would be the yeah. New Year's test at Sydney. Uh, Let's check it. I think it right. have, so I think I have Melbourne and then point. Sydney.
0: Spot on. Yeah, yeah. So,
2: yeah, yeah. 25th of December. Yeah, because they were talking to arguably the greatest fast bowler in the history of the planet in Scott Boland. Earlier, he was talking about it being a year since he made his debut. And, in fact, his bowling average has now dropped below 10 again. Yeah, yeah. Disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. And, and he's not a shoe in for the next test because Hazel <laughs> not available. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: um,
2: you've got 30-odd, I don't know how many wickets might uh, there with. Yeah,
4: he's just absolutely taking wickets. Did, did you see the, 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 the call that Ricky Ponting made? He was like, oh, this is the setup. This is how it's going to work. Very next ball. Identical to what
3: he's just said happens on TV. Amazing. The media world just went. He he knows he he knows a little bit about the game as well, old uh, old punter. We should go. There's obviously more to cover off in the in the England game. Harry Brook continues to decide you wrong. Yeah, I mean, why he's taken in like all of my draft picks for the T20 World Cup. Decided that the I uh, just wanted to go against my wishes as 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 Harry Brook. Although it's not against my wishes. Obviously, of course, I want him to do well. But now the most ever. Runs by a batsman in Pakistan it, for England in a series, which is phenomenal. Averaging well over 100. I think 113 or something he's averaging in the in the series so far. I thought Leach bowled well. I think it looks like they've figured out that Abra. They, they've kind of started picking him. And uh, to be fair, I think who oh, I've been most impressed with in the third test, I think Ben Folkes has been sensational considering he hasn't played the first two games. I thought to go out and bat the way he batted, kind of against the grain... Of the rest of them I think he knows His limitations He plays spin quite well What more watchful But I think at that Time in the England innings to, to go on and get a lead He almost We needed him to bat like that And I think he He shouldered that responsibility Really really well
2: I've got a bit of a Controversial opinion on that Oh here we go It's not It's It's more to do With A, a friend of mine A good friend of ours yeah, Was was a very good Wicketkeeper And knows a lot about wicket. And he said something to me the other week about Ben Folks. And I started watching a little bit. I'm a coach. I can coach a wicket keeper to a certain level. And Ben Folks is a, he's a good keeper. He's the best English keeper around at the minute. But I think he's not, he's, he's not as good as everyone seems to be claiming he is. What he is, is the best of a bunch of average wicket keepers. Well, they say he's the best in the world. Which even goes to show even more. It's He's he's not a patch on, if you were to go back to an England, let's say, even, let's not go round the world. You're going to say Jack Russell, are you? No, no, no. Let's go back to a point where England had, like Chris Reed, where they had, Ben Foster, James Foster, Ben Foster playing in goal. James Foster. You look at some of the guys that were around then, and and you, you yeah, you can go back, you can go back more. You can go back to people like Jack Russell. You can go back. Like, I, down I the told world, you'd you you'd know? say Jack Russell, didn't I? You can go to people like Ian Healy. You look at like these guys. Not that's English. Re- that's why I said before that you said you can go around the world, and like you can go even people like Kumar Sankara, You look at how good he was as a glove and I just think at the minute this the role of the wicket keeper, because of Adam Gilchrist, who who, by his own admission, wasn't the greatest gloveman in the world, but was be, made himself into a very good glove into a very decent gloveman in a side where it was Shane Warne that was the main challenge and everyone else he was stood twenty yards back. But the ironic thing is Ben Fo ben Folks actually stood back isn't that great. He's had multiple tests where he's him and first slip have stood looking at each other. He's had things like that, but it's just—I'm not saying he's not a good keeper. And I'm not saying he's not that—he's he, not the best keeper in England at the minute. But for people to be putting him on the pedestal of, compared to some of the other keepers that we've had, he, he, he led some byes through the other day, and his head was in no kind of position. Now, if you're if you're an out and out keeper that he claimed to be or people claim him to be, you, you don't, you don't miss that. You don't miss some of the stuff that he's missed off. off.
0: Yeah, on, two, on,
2: on a pitch today, on, on a pitch that he's kept on in this test, that hasn't actually spun that big. Yeah. I, I just think I, I think he's a very good cricketer, and he's the best of what we've got at the minute. But let's let's steady it down a bit. Yeah, I'm. Right. I'm it's an interesting
4: opinion on him. I think he's a, I think, I think he was picked as the batter to play in this test to score the runs that he did, which is ultimately what's going to help England win. I looked at him with that innings, him and Mark Wood put on, I think they put on close to 80 to get them to that 50 run lead and Mark Wood batted fantastically well too, but he was just, he was the anchor at one end while, while people batted around him, um, I think he's keeping, I can't fault it. Again, I'm, I've got absolutely no opinion when it comes to keepers because I've never been a keeper. I've stood next to them a lot. But yeah, that, that's, that's about as far as my keeping knowledge goes. It's just standing next to them and saying hello. Pretty much what Jono does.
3: Perfect. Yep. Yep. I must say that I wholeheartedly disagree, Simon. But, you know, that's what opinions are for. So is. you put him up there with you
2: put him up with Chris Reed and James Foster. I think he's a very, very good wicket keeper. I think he's a decent keeper. I just don't think he's everything that people claim him to be. Fair uh-huh. enough. I don't, yeah. Who were we talking I, I to think... the
4: other night when they said Simmer was the best keeper in England at the moment? A few, a few people
2: have said that about Simmer. I, I don't, yeah, I, I think he's the best keeper batter in this if you were in this country. But I don't think he... I, I'd probably there'd be other keepers that are around that would be better than him. No, an outkeeper. You say. People might say, Simo, you could go...
0: I don't know. Oli Pope, know who about took it. the catch, have to have that I hit look. the floor.
3: <laughs> well, yeah. Well, they're not going to... Pope won't take the gloves long-term, because so they want to bat him at three, and that's obviously been proven to be the right decision.
2: Is Johnny Batten... best so... comes back in? What's going to happen?
3: That will be that will be interesting, but that means Johnny Batten at seven again. But he he probably does now fit. You can't drop Harry Brook. You can't. So actually, it could be a role where they come in and they say to Johnny, "Right, come in, bat seven, twat it, and keep." So uh, you could you could see that happen because then you got Stokes six, best seven, and I, I think that they talk about Stokes's knee being so heavily strapped now that that's why he's not bowling. So you might then see Stokes take a, a lesser role with the ball and maybe just bat at six, or maybe he bat seven. Bowls a bit and Bersto keeps and takes the gloves. Don't
2: know. Be in, again, I think if he's not going to bowl, why not buy him at three? Because Pope Pope really, cause Pope's doing really well. Give Pope the gloves. Pope bats at seven. Absolutely
3: not. He's not number seven. He's never a number seven. You can't. You can't. You can't give someone a roll at three. They do really well and go. Oh, actually. Hmm. Why not? We've done it for years with Johnny though. Yeah, but he's a better—he's a better It'll keeper. Be than, years with Alex Stewart, he's a better keeper than Oli Pope, Johnny, and he can—he—he he is more akin to the number seven role than just going and bashing it. Yeah. Fair. Uh,
4: another interesting thing which I didn't hear—I don't know if you guys know this—who do you think the chief of selectors is right now? Oh, I heard
3: this. Yeah, it's
4: Rob Key. So he's, oh, yeah. he's the interim while, obviously, he's currently doing stuff, but he's the interim at the moment while they're busy selecting. He's done a fantastic job with making sure that, I have to say, his selection has been phenomenal. I mean, you'd say that you know, winning six, losing one so far since he's taken over. Who did they, yeah. they lose to? Eight and one.
3: Yeah. Who did they lose to? That team that has just been proven to not be as good so, as the West Indies. Yeah, it's it's the I think I think I think to be fair Robbo did make the point last week about Rob Key not getting the credit he deserves and I think he's yeah. absolutely right and I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. I think look the look there's always that pessimistic view with English sports fans like how how long can this last? I think we always do perennially look to the Ashes so I think that's going to be a really good marker to see how that goes. On that I mean so the plans for the Ashes Robo spoke a little bit about it last week. I feel like we should kind of probably what formally announce what we what
1: we're planning.
2: Yeah, kind of. I mean, Robbo, it's your baby. Go for it. Well, we've just had a, a very interesting meeting. As mentioned last week, I want I want to walk the ashes or so walk between all the ground in the gaps between the game they do completely the opposite schedule to the players, fundamentally. So, yeah, we've kind of got it set where we start off at Tabs HQ. It's going to be a fundraiser. We're hoping to raise lots and lots and lots of money for the Tabs. Obviously, everything we kind of do on here is aimed at raising awareness of them. We just like chat a bit of shit about cricket in the gaps and occasionally mention the fact that I lost the plot a few years ago. Um <laughs> But yeah we so we're going we're going to do this walk we're going to start off at Tabs HQ on around the 11th of June looking at doing between sort of 20 to 25 miles a day obviously some keen geographers amongst you will know that from Lords to Headingley is slightly further than that but I think was I gonna... think it's
3: I think it's slightly further than Mercury to Pluto basically. yeah <laughs> yeah
2: and why they've decided to put that fighter on a short turnaround yeah we're going to be having more stern words with the ECB not that they'll give a shit what we think, but we're there. But yeah, so we're gonna do. We're gonna do a bit of walking. Some of it's going to be in relays where we we'll do sort of hours on on those longer walks. It's going to be a couple of hours on, a couple of hours off. Try, try to ensure, ensure nothing will be ensured, but to give us the best chance of achieving the target of walking the distances between the games. Some of the other walks we'll have a little bit more time to complete. That we we are sort of saying it's going to be between twenty and twenty-five miles a day that we do so per person so just
3: to, just to quantify what simon has just said that there is no physical way that we could remain safe and injury free if we were to try and walk from lords to Headingley that distance within the three-day turnaround there is no way that we could walk 190 miles 192 miles whatever it is in three days it's just it's ridiculous so so i think there's two journeys where we will go We will look to complete 20 miles a day per person, but actually cover 60 miles, but only for the longer route. Other than that, we will all be looking to walk together somewhere between 20 to 25 miles each day in order to to get there. Looking to arrive at the grounds in time for the first ball's play on the first day. But yeah, I mean, look, it's it's a hugely exciting opportunity. I mean, we've been talking about this a lot off there, haven't we? A lot of planning's gone into it. But yeah, super excited. Super excited. News
4: yeah, it was great to catch up with Ray, Ray Burge, who's out, who's helping us with a bit of the planning. I mean, what an amount of knowledge. I mean, he's run 10 London marathons and he's done all sorts of absolutely fantastic things. It was interesting to hear that we thought 30 miles a day was easy. And he said, yeah, it is easy if you do it for one day. But if you're doing it for five days in a row, that's where the challenge comes in, which is why he said, realistically, you guys need to be doing 20, 25 miles at the most. Yeah. Because yeah. when you wake up the next morning at six o'clock and you start your walk again, you know, your legs are going to be in absolute bits. So, I mean, the summary of it is, is we're going to, we're still going to cover it. There's, there's basically two trips where we're going to share the workload, which is those two long ones from London to, to Headingley, and then from Manchester to London. But effectively in the, the summary is we're going to be each be walking over 400 miles, which is, which is, I think, great in terms of the distance. And, as we've already said this is all in support of the tabs so we're going to have some great fundraisers are we going to try and raise as much money through the just giving page we're we going to look for sponsors partners to come on board um so yeah i i think i think it's a great cause and hopefully hopefully we'll we'll have a good time while we're doing it because an important thing is yes we want to raise money for the tabs but we also want to have fun and yeah. hopefully we get a couple of people to come and walk with us, which is which is also the plan. trying to yeah, get a we've couple had,
3: of people to walk with us. We've had some people already. So I think Luke Fletcher said he's going to do a bit. Mike Gatting said he's going to do a bit. A few of the famous faces from outside the world of cricket have said they'll come and do a bit. I think just to put it into context, when we say we're going to work 20 miles a day or whatever, that 400 miles is over, what, 20 days that we're going to be doing? So
2: bless i think it's 19 days I 19 days
3: so let, let's i don't want anybody to think that this is something that's easy like it is a bonkers challenge but yeah we will we will keep you up to date with with all of the plans and stuff as as we kind of learn them we'll announce partners and what have you if anybody listening knows people who kind of like to get involved in charity dues or whatever we've got loads of different stuff that We're going to need in terms of helping us get through this challenge, little things like physio or massage or all the, all these different things. So if you want to find out more then please do, or you think you can help, please do get in touch info at uk. Obviously there are some sponsors. Things available. We're going to have the support vehicle wrapped with all the sponsors' logos on it and stuff, and, and whatever. If you, if you or other people that you know are, are keen to kind of find out a little bit more, then please do get in touch. What else have we got to talk about, gentlemen? Have we? Have we got anything
2: else exciting that we need to cover up? I mean, we didn't really cover David Warner the other week. Can we? Can we? Can we have ascertain what exactly is happening with David Warner? Do he's we have scoring to, any runs? Like That's easy. He's not scoring any runs. Well, because, I mean, I mean and what, what, how come? How come? One person. So you've got two people that are found guilty of ball tampering when a Test match bowler who is... I, I used to know as a bowler when someone had farted near the ball. However, apparently, three very, very good seamers didn't actually know that ball was being tampered with. But anyway, we've been through that before. So one one of the guys that was involved in that, got received a lifetime ban from a leadership role. The other one received a lifetime ban from a leadership role. However, he's already, he's now since captained Australia mm. on a couple of occasions. Yeah. So when is a lifetime ban? Not a lifetime ban. When you Steve Smith. So, and David Warner has come out, making some comments. Well, no, saying, agent. no, let's clarify that because we don't want to get in any trouble. It, it no. was his agent that
3: yeah. made the comment.
2: So, no. so his agent that made a comment that basically said that they were told to do it. Yeah, they were told because they went apparently. So the conversation went according to the statement from the agent, not David Warner himself. Was mm-hmm. they the players went? We can get the ball swinging if we tamper with it, Oh, we need to get the ball swinging. How do we do that? Well, we temper with it. Well, do that then. Yeah. It's what they got told by the powers that be within the Australian whatever it was. Now, that's not me having a pop at Darren Lakeman. That's not me having a pop at any individual because I don't know him. But that is what's been said. Now, if that's true, if that is true, what do we think? It's old news.
3: I think too much water's gone under the bridge now. It's possibly the one time in my life that I will ever say I think that if that is the case, then maybe Warner's been a bit hard done by. I think Steve Smith is seen as the golden child of Australian cricket still, despite his misdemeanours. And I think if you are Steve Smith, you probably get treated a little bit differently than... I mean, Steve Smith just kind of buries his head in the sand and gets on with it. Whereas Warner even when he's not saying anything, people seem to think that he's either winding up the oppo or whatever. He just kind of, bad news seems to follow him quite closely, doesn't it? And he's yeah. always in the media. And I, I think that's been caused over a period of time and he's kind of brought that on himself to an extent. So I, I don't think he can, he's kind of the boy who cried wolf kind of situation, isn't it? And now it's come back to bite him on the arse and he's unhappy. So he, I know we said he's his agent, but I, I, I'm of the opinion personally, and I'm not saying anybody else thinks this, that 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 is a pretty carefully concocted story that's been put out by his agent, but actually is David Warner, but he knows that they can't directly target him if it's apparently come from his agent. So he's unlikely but, to feel any ramifications from the AC yeah. if his agent what's, said what's, it rather than him directly saying it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. What's been super interesting,
4: though, as soon as this all this happened, his form has just turned to. I yeah. know that he's now withdrawn his appeal, but I think half of it in his mind, if he was thinking with a, with a with a straight head, is he hasn't scored runs since since this came out. So, I mean, I'm I'm actually wondering if he's going to make the next
2: test. Well, there's when... talk. There's talks about him. The fact he's looking for a way out, anyway. Mm. There's, there's talks about the fact that he's, he's looking to retire and go on to a sort of white ball C20 contract around yeah. of, of, of that. So I, I, I think that this isn't... I know you can say it's old news and and there's an awful lot of people that want this brushing under the carpet that seems to have reappeared since uh, Tim Payne and got removed from the Australian and the Langer got removed and all this kind of stuff, this this new Australian thing seems to be sort of, whether it's a deliberate ploy or whether it's part of it, is it going back to that kind of old Australian method that they worked to get away from, that sort of brazen, brash, what we all know to be very Australian kind of attitude? That's not meant in any way negative, but they, they kind of went away from that and now they seem to be going... Back towards that. And for me, you just thought Warner would be the ideal person to have in if that's the way they want it to be. He's he is that person. He is that stand up, get in your face. But if he feels like he's he's always been asked to play that role, which is no doubt they are Steve Smith ain't gonna play that role, is he? So yeah. hey, each each side needs Ben Stokes would have got asked to play it that a bowler gets asked to play it most of the time, and it's an then force a role, whether it's a fielder that sits and has a chat with you, whether it's Jack Russell, second mention in this pod, wearing a f- stinking hat, so he can get under the, the players' skins. Like, there's all people that get given a role, yeah. And if he's been asked to play a role, which he's then been given a life ban for, which someone else has been given a life ban for, that one's not enforced because it's Steve Smith, the, the same Steve Smith that was as involved, if not more involved, than David. Yeah, Peter. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, because yeah. this is the thing: when you actually look at what happened, what did David Warner do? He was vice-captain. That is it. Yeah. It In terms of the scapegoat syndrome a little bit, isn't it? He's an easy target. Yeah. And, it's, and this is where we... Well, the one reason that I wanted to talk about this is because it was very much, it seems to me to be very much like an Alex Hales type of thing, where it was, he's an easy target. It is what it is for, for the press to go after. Yeah, and eventually you say you've had enough yes David Warner has invited a lot of criticism upon himself as has Alex Hale Um, but does that mean a lot of the other shit that goes with it is deserved it depends it seems to be that some people think it's deserved if you come across as the person that wants to put your neck out there whereas Steve Smith I'm not saying Steve Smith shouldn't be captain, by the way. That's not my thoughts on it at all. But my, my beliefs are if you get given a life ban, it's a fucking life ban. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the, I'm a parent to an 18-month-old. You're a parent to a six-month-old. If you go out with it, if you if you create an idle threat, people will take advantage of it. Oh, yeah. And yeah. all the Australia have done is now show themselves to be... Weak as toothbrush? piss. No. Sir. I don't, I, there's something about it that doesn't sit right, I mean, if it was anyone but, the, I mean, Cameron Bancroft, he's someone that shoved some sandpaper down his trousers and and that, whether it shaved the ball off and it meant he couldn't bat anymore, <laughs> like, God knows, I mean, he's not been seen since. Nope. But, but the other two, just see, yeah, there's something that's not quite right about it, Me. Yeah.
4: Talking about Alex Hales, have you guys been watching some of the Big Bash or not?
3: Yeah, he, he was. It wasn't even the third wicket, and when they got balled out for 14, that's what yeah. he still, he, got, w, he
2: was the third yeah. w- third wicket, and he got out second ball. And he opened <laughs> the bang. <laughs> that yeah. was a
4: surreal game, that. Yeah. 15 all out, lowest ever score, next lowest, 57,
2: which is just a, yeah. Can wow. you I... imagine if that had happened in English cricket? Can you imagine the uproar? Yeah. Hey look, bowlers are bowlers are allowed
3: to bowl well. Rob 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 Key
2: would have been sacked. (laughs) We we wouldn't be allowed to do a podcast. Tavs would have had to forfeit any link to cricket. (laughs) It it would have been the county game would have been abandoned. Trent Bridge, anything to do with cricket, firebombed and turned into student accommodation. Yeah. Cricket would be no more in this country if if at a professional level the team got bowled out for fifteen. Yeah,
3: hey,
2: hey look, they're playing in Australia. It was just like, No, nah, carry um, on. We're playing tomorrow. I wonder if the the fans get the money back. Well, Because the game's not lasted long. Though. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> they, they 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 would have done because the other team bad first. Yeah, twenty five <laughs> got-
4: overs.
3: Yeah, twenty five overs. The game was.
4: I mean, they did lose to the top side. They lost to the strikers, which is pretty
3: good. So, but still, but, you'd yeah. expect to you'd expect him to get within more than one hundred and sixty five of the target. Especially no, 125.
2: 120, 120, yeah, 115. They did get with 116. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Rashid Khan broke his uh, an, a record for himself that game. Gone. It's the first time in Rashid Khan's career of however many T20 internationals that he's not bombed. Jesus. Because well, he wasn't he- required. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Henry Thornton,
4: 5 for 3 after 2.5. Decent, Ma- Matthew Short. One over, five runs, one wicket, and then where's Agar? Two overs for six runs, four wickets. So, yeah, what? what, what top scorer? It was the uh, Brendan, Nick off. Yeah, it was Noggeti. number ten.
3: Yeah, a fork. That's an absolute
2: disgrace!
3: Absolute disgrace! Well, was very well. Uh, before we go, I we mean, busy.
2: it was bad when the Skype coverage of the program, the highlights, have they? They have to show extended game to cover highlights. <laughs> yeah. Normally it's extended highlights to see the game. No, no. It basically yeah. showed the whole game. It was just interviews with folk yeah. afterwards and a high, they're showing yeah. the whole game on an hour's packet <laughs> and bit, then, then some extended interview. Big bag,
3: big bash bite size, which is normally five yeah. minutes for a proper game, was the
2: full game. Absolutely
3: shocker. Look, before we go, we should mention the tabs. Uh, love them as we do. Obviously, we've covered off the, the Ashes Walk that we're going to do next year but yeah phenomenal charity the balloon debate that eugene and i went to last week was amazing yeah keep just getting in touch with us trying to find out how you can engage more with them you really should it's just the most amazing amazing charity to be a part of and we'll be doing loads more with them next year golf days different events and what have you but yeah please do head to lordstaverners.org if you want to find out more or equally you can get in touch with us through all the normal channels if you have enjoyed tonight's podcast which you really should then please do like share and subscribe leaves a review five stars only we're just like a really friendly uber driver who loves cricket and uh, drive anyway and doesn't drive unless unless he has to drive all around london and turn from nottingham in a car that doesn't really work just to go to laptop and go to the darts but uh, that had been some uber fare by the way yesterday I have had to get about three cars but yeah anyway lots of love great to chat to you great to see you two boys no doubt we will be speaking tomorrow trying to plan this walk out a little bit more and yeah i don't know will we speak again before christmas
2: that's so what I was saying. So why start no. off with a happy
3: Christmas? I think we will. No, we've got time for one more, haven't we? Oh, no, it's Christmas Sunday. Mm-hmm. Christmas is Sunday. So the, le- the next time we convene... What, what,
2: what, what are you having Christmas dinner, Jono? Christmas stuff. Brilliant. Huge. What are you having for Christmas dinner? Turdaken.
3: That's te- I think that's Tendulker's cousin.
4: No, uh, turkey, turkey. T- turducken. I think, is turkey stuffed with with duck, stuffed with chicken. Chicken's bigger than a duck other way round, then you know what Depends okay so, so it's a duck of a inside of a chicken,
3: chicken and a chicken inside of a maybe if you just said le poussin then i could have got on board with that but there are chickens bigger mm-hmm. than the duck i mean you can eat what you can eat
2: what you like at christmas <laughs> so i'm sure lisa will be happy oh dear on that note make sure so your in-laws are out where'd you put the roast? Um,
3: anyway. <laughs> where'd you put the taters uh, sorry that sounds even chicken. worse No, looks, guys. In all seriousness, have a wonderful festive period, however you choose to celebrate it, and we will be back with you. (laughs) You uh, don't
2: need one of them during that, (laughs) and
3: (laughs) and we'll see you just after Boxing Day. Lots of love. Bye for now. Good boys. Bye.
0: (laughs) Sports Social Podcast Network